Hello everyone, this is Tanika Drake and I am going to share a book with you that I've written called The Gift of Finding God's Love, Guilt and Shame Turned into My Shine. Please check that book out either on Barnes & Noble or you can find it at Amazon or any place where you can get that book. Remember, it is not okay for anyone to hurt or harm you. Please check that book out and happy reading everyone. Truth Christian Fellowship Church Midday Bible Study. We thank those who are listening around the world. It is 2023 and we're about to embark on our new theme for this year, Fit for Service. And I know you people can't see us on the board, but it's on the board. Fit for Service. And our, and our scripture is Leviticus 20 and 26. Free to read, back. You shall be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy and have separated you from the people's that you should be mine. So we see that God is making a commandment on the Levite, on Israel. And actually, if you go back and read, like, start at verse, uh, chapter 19, all the way through 22, you'll see that theme over and over again. You shall be holy because I am holy. And then after that, he gives them directions, like, because you are holy, you should do this, that, and the other. Relationships with him, relationships with family, relationships to other people. He lays it all out for them. Okay, of what his expectation of holiness looks like in their life. All right. Now, what somebody may say, well, we're, we are uh, uh, Gentile. We're in the church age. Yes, that's true. But we're grafted in. The Bible tells us we're grafted in to real Israel, which was the Israel of faith. Okay. So it doesn't change God's standard for mankind. It was Israel was elected to be the light for us to follow to get a relationship with God. When they talk about when every time you see the word nations in the Old Testament, he knows what Israel is, he knows what Judah is, but then when he says nations, he meant everybody. And there's gonna come a time where everybody's gonna bow the knee. There's gonna come a time where everybody uh, he's supposed to come back and deal with Israel proper and all the nations where Israel is still his people, but we are his people too. The church, we are Jesus's body. Their issue is they didn't receive their own Messiah. Okay? They didn't re they knew salvation was coming. But what they wanted salvation was from what they want salvation from? From the Romans. From the Romans, from their oppressor. They wanted an outward salvation. And God tells them throughout the Old Testament, you need to circumcise what? Your heart. So so in being fit for service, we must under we must explore the uh, sanctification. And I gave you the, the, the root word for sanctification is what? No, it's up on the board. It's, uh, Kadesh. 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 Or 
Kadesh. It could be Kadesh. You put an E-S-H on it, which, which means holy, sanctified, set apart, consecrated. Okay? Uh, free, look up dictionary.com and bring up uh, uh, consecrated. See what the definitions are. Or consecrate. Because it's so important that we understand. So when you see that in the in the Bible, that and then you see it as God's moving through, well, you might not see the word consecrate, but it's there because he what he does, he's take you. And I'll ask you that question because that's what we're gonna talk about. But we see these words in the Bible, or we see these situations where God is doing something. So before she gives us the definition, when I say holy, be made holy, consecrate, set apart, what does that mean to anybody in here? Just tell me what you mean. Well, I'm starting around table again, the way that you start. What did you think when you say when you mean that? Completely surrendered to the Lord. Completely surrendered to the Lord. Surrender. Surrender to the Lord under what Jesus Christ has done for okay. all of us. All right, surrender. Freedom, when you get a chance, right up the word somewhere on the board, surrender. All right. So Loretta says it means to surrender to Christ. Okay. Uh Jackie. I would say Remember your question correctly. I would say filled with the Holy Spirit. Consecrate. What does consecrate mean? Or to be holy or to be separate. What does that mean to you? To be set apart. Set apart. Okay. Put that up there. Set apart. Sister Carolyn? Uh, God will for us. God will for us. That's really good too. Yeah. Mother? Be clean. Be clean. Okay. Yeah. Freedom, when you finish writing that down, you just say what yours is from standing over there and then give us the definition. So what's yours? Uh-huh. Um, to be holy. I don't know what it ain't. Is it, is it like separation? Okay, separate. You got the word. Somebody said separate. Didn't somebody say separate? Set apart. Set apart. Okay, separate. Go ahead. Put yes, separate. separate. All right. So we have what we think holiness is. And all of you have touched on it. In, in the part by what you think. And see, and what I want to teach you guys is it really depends upon what you think. All right? You come to class to learn of God, and then you have to articulate these 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 the teachings in your own words when you're dealing with people. Okay? So we know that in order to do for God, we have to be uh separated. We gotta be what's the what are, what's the words up there? Surrender. We gotta surrender. What else? Set apart. Set apart, right? God's will for us. God's will for us. All right. Now. And be clean. And be clean. Okay. Now, on the top left, we see that we've got God, right? Yeah. And we know in the Garden of Eden, God had a relationship with Adam and Eve, right? Yes. You know, let put Eve up there because I don't want nobody to say they, you know, I'm being male chauvinist. Because Adam means man. As mankind too, sometimes, okay? Just don't do the tripping. But Eve, okay? And we what happened in the garden with between Adam and Eve? They disobeyed and God. God. They disobeyed God and what did God do? Cast them out. He cast them out. But and we and we call it the what? The fall. The fall. So in the fall, you see how it goes down? Yeah. All right. Adam and Eve failed. They got cast out the garden. So freedom that line is going down. Put they got cast out. Right, you know, up and down or whatever. Put they got cast out. Let me ask you this. In the garden, what kind of communication did they have with God? 
Huh? Total communication. Total communication. Was there anything hindering them from having no. communication no. with God? No. no. So they had direct, they had God's ear. Mm -hmm. And God would commune with them. What were they covered in before they failed? Nothing. Glory. 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 We don't know what that is, but but for our sins and say, so they were covered in light. Okay? They were covered in some kind of light because we know that when they fail, they they knew they were what? Okay. And that nakedness separated them from God. So 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 what we see is that there was a separation that occurred. In the fall, that put man down here. You see, I got Adam and Eve down here on the left, the bottom. Now, from that point, that point, they needed a what? They needed a savior. So, free the right savior right there going up the line. Okay, before the cross. Before the cross. Right up. On the way to the cross, they need a savior. What was the savior's main objective for them and for mankind? Because they died. What was the Savior's objective for their prodigy, their his, their their children's children's children throughout time? Because he is our first Adam. What was the objective of the Savior? Eternal life. Save them from their sin. The Savior from the sin. But based upon what we got up there and what they lost, what was the point of the Savior? Y'all said what it was. What did they have in the garden? To help them get that they had a communication the, with God. To, to have to get back to communication with God. Yeah, they had to get right holy, back relationship with God. They needed a savior. So they needed, now read the definition of consecrate. There are five. Okay. <clears throat> Number one, to make or declare sacred, set apart or dedicate to the service of a deity. Mm -hmm. Number two, to make something an object of honor or veneration. Mm -hmm. Hollow. Number three. And hollow just means holy. Go ahead. To devote or dedicate to some purpose. Mm-hmm. Number four. To admit or ordain to a sacred office, especially to the episcopate. Okay, that's to the that's to the ministry. Number five. To change bread and wine into the Eucharist. Okay, that's Catholicism. We can throw that one out. And that's it. Okay, so we see that consecration means it takes you from one place to another, right? Yes. And it sets you up to be used by God. Yes. Okay, whereas when they fell, they became useless. Mm -hmm. Their journey is for mankind has become what? Useless. Yes. Useful. Useful, right. Follow me, follow me. Useful, okay. So they fail, all right? So we see by our scripture that at some point the purpose for God was to make them holy and separate from the people by making them unique. And he has to make them holy. Can I make myself holy? No. 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 Be why can't I make myself holy? Why can't I just make myself holy, y'all? Because you're not God. No, it takes God. You're fallible. You're yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fallible. I'm a sinner. I'm not God. All of that. I can't make myself holy. Now, you see the arrow up top, right? There's an arrow up top, right? Going off the page, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, you have to remember, God lives outside of time. Yes, he does. So, for us to go from God, God lives outside of time, he has to come in time to provide a savior so that we can get back to our academic relationship with God. Mm -hmm. okay? okay? 
So the air, the, the line is our journey. And the line is a straight line. But God is outside of time. So during our sanctification process, we are being sanctified or set apart or consecrated into doing things for God. And God has to do it. But first, we have to be in Christ Jesus, which now that takes us to the cross. All right. That takes us to the cross where now we have to be in Christ Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. So that takes us to the cross. Now, at the cross, Jesus died and we don't, you know, we just get started today. So what did Jesus do for us at the cross? Anybody? Speak up so people can hear you. Okay, they can't hear y'all whispering. He died. he died. And what does his death accomplish? Our sins. What does his death accomplish? Our sins being forgiven. Okay. He and, and what and and what accomplished that? I mean he died, but what actually gave us peace with God? No. No, no, no. His shed blood satisfied the debt that was supposed to be paid. Okay? His shed blood satisfied the death. So somebody asked you, when he went to the cross, what did it do and how did it get done? The, the currency for satisfaction was his blood. All right? The currency for satisfaction, God required blood. Remember, without, without blood, there's no what? There's no remission of sins. At this point in time in history, when Christ came along, bulls and goat thing was done. And if you go back and start reading the Old Testament, like Jeremiah, he was tired of them bulls and goats with them a long time ago. Every year. Every year, every moment. Because the problem was they began to, 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 to do the ritual, yes. but not understand the shadow of the ritual of the reality of the Christ to come. Christ is the substance of all the ritual. Yes, he is. When you see the furniture in the temple, that's all Christ. That's a shadow. Now, I'm going to ask y'all something I told y'all a thousand times. What is the Old Testament? Jesus what? Jesus concealed. Okay, what is the Gospels? Jesus revealed. Oh, look at y'all. See, sometimes y'all just make me so happy. I bet y'all blow this one. What is the Epistles? Jesus explained. Jesus explained. Amen. And Revelation. I ain't never tell y'all what Revelation was. Let's see if y'all guess what is Revelation. And it's not Revelations. It's revelation. What is revelation? Y'all were right. I mean, y'all were getting it. The culmination. All right, I like that culmination. But if, if one is Jesus explained, what is revelation? Jesus, what is he doing in revelation? He's re He's returning. <laughs> y'all got close. I got called. I like that big $10 word, culmination. I wonder if Rita pulled that one up out of the book. What, 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 what job it got the book she pulled that out under? But that's all right. That's all right. It means you're thinking. So, so, so what we have is this journey, right? I think Frida wrote that word journey, right? So we, we journey from the, <coughs> for those of us who get saved, we begin a journey of Kadesh. Consecration separation and when we get saved when we and and, and 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 from our perspective we just trust god for our salvation right Amen. that's salvation yes. he came to save sinners we believe he's the savior we trust in what he did and we believe that he rose again now we'll go where mother went the 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 the, the, the part of salvation 
that com that helps us understand is that he did just not die and pay the price, but he also rose again for our justification to make us right. We're not right in our own works. We're right because he declares us right. Now, he lives outside of time. He sees you already complete, don't he? He's not governed by days, hours, months, years, sun up, sun down. Okay? We're governed in that time. So the journey begins. Now, you see that straight line? What's wrong with that straight line? That's our journey. What's wrong with that straight line? It's on the angle. No, we're going up the head. Then we're going the right direction. If we're going down, we're going the right direction. No, that's a true statement. What's wrong with that? I'm going to say it again. What's wrong with that straight line in our journey? Many a times that it really isn't straight. There you go. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. <laughs> Many a time it, it isn't straight. It's, not straight. it's not straight. It's not straight. And that's one of the issues Hills with the church. What's, that's what's wrong with the church. The church, some, some people preach that that. Oh, once you get saved, your life is going to turn and your life is going to be the straight line to, to glory. We know that not to be true. Even though the straight line is required of us and expected of us, we know that the, the point where grace comes in, it ain't straight. It's not straight at all. It's not straight at all. So free to go ahead and do your, I'll show you how to do the curve thing, back and forth over the line, up and down, all the way to, all the way to glory. Okay, that's how we live our life. You could just you could just draw a line over, it. but you're gonna have to erase that for tonight. But yeah, so 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 just do do a couple of hills, just do like three hills and get the glory. So we know it's up and down, valleys and mountains, <coughs> and we're moving towards it. The 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 so I told you Sunday, this journey, this 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 progressiveness. Okay, the first thing about. Uh, 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 being sanctified, holy, set apart. Before we get to the working part of it, we have to understand we are sanctified in whom? And that's called what kind of sanctification? What's up there? Nope. What kind is it? The first part of your journey is what? We begin with a P. Positional. You are positioned. And where are we positioned? In Christ Jesus. Okay. Go uh, the way to go to uh, uh, go to Colossians one twenty four. Let's read that. Colossians one twenty. Colossians one twenty. Okay, one twenty four reads. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up in my flesh. What is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church. Which is the church. Keep reading. Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Keep going. The mysteries which has been hidden from ages and from generations but now has been revealed to his saints. Stop. So we know something was hidden and from the ages that's now going to be revealed. A mystery, right? Yes. Keep reading. Let's see what the mystery is. Okay. To them God willed to make known 
what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. So where's the mystery going to be revealed at? In who? Among the Gentiles. Among the Gentiles. Unbelievers. Okay? The, the, the ones who are outside of the nation of Israel. The Moabites, the Amalekites, all them people. You. Okay? The mystery. This is a mystery, so it wasn't revealed. They couldn't see it. Jeremiah couldn't see it. Nobody could see it until now, until Paul got the revelation. God wants to deal with a lot of us through revelation. Okay? That means it's directly given by God. Now, all this stuff, all these, these fraudulent people I heard be talking about, they get revelation God, they lie. You know why they lie? Because if it's a revelation, they need to put it in the book because we all need it. Okay? I want to know the mysteries of God. I don't want to know the mysteries of you. That's in your head. Okay? Go ahead, read. Which is Christ in you. Which is what? Christ in you. No, Christ on the outside. Christ in you. Jesus on the outside on the main line. Christ in you what? The hope of glory. So Christ in you, the hope of going where? To glory. So now we see positionally right then and there, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, you say, well, Pastor, how do you get from Jesus to Christ in you? Uh, free to go to uh, John. Chapter 14. Uh, started Start at nine, I think. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. So we see an identification that Jesus himself is saying, Y'all keep asking about the Father, but if you what? Seen me. You've seen the Father. I don't know why everybody keep trying to see see something other than Jesus. You want to see something other than Jesus and the provision that God gave us to have a relationship with him is through Jesus Christ. Because we just read the mystery is Jesus Christ in who? In us. So if, now, 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 now follow the bouncing ball. We keep reading. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. So we see that. So we now see that the Father's in Jesus and Jesus in the Father, and we just read that Jesus is in us. So for you who are saved, you have Jesus Christ in you in the matter of what? In the matter of whom? What person? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Okay? So you don't need to look outside if you're saved. You need to look inside if you're saved and develop the Holy Spirit that lives within you. And the way you develop and strengthen the Holy Spirit that lives within you to combat your old man because you're still in the flesh. You still have a war going on inside of you. Before you were saved, you didn't have a war. Now you have a war. That's called, And the war absolutely, absolutely works within your conscience. But we got to get positionally and understand where we are positionally. We are in Christ Jesus. Okay? 
We are in Christ Jesus. And therefore, positional sanctification, we know where we are. Who put us in Christ Jesus? God did. How did he legally be able to put us in Christ Jesus? Y'all already answered the question a while back, a minute ago. How, did he, why, how was he legally able to put us in Christ Jesus? Because Christ paid the penalty, took away our debt. Took away the debt, took away the anger, took away the being his enemy. You know, he became the propitiation for our sins, the mercy seat, the satisfactory atonement. You know that word atonement. We talked about that last week. He became the, the, the method of forgiveness for us. That's what we studied last week before we went on break. Okay. So that's what we have in that. All right. That's what we have in that. Um, go to Colossians. What did I have you read, Loeta? You had me read Colossians 24 through 27. Okay. That's what I read. Uh, no, no, no. Colossians 1, 24 to 27. Okay, free to read Colossians 1, 19 and 20. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. So we see that if we're in Christ Jesus, we're also part of the what? Reconciliation. So you're being reconciled because where your position is. Remember I told you Sunday, you're in the boat and the water's around you, but the water's not in the boat. You're in Christ Jesus. You're in the ark of safety. No matter what goes on in the world, no matter what the world may say, you are in the place to be sanctified, to be useful for God, to be Kadesh, to be set apart. And you should be different in your thought process before it even reaches the outside. Because we know Jesus talked about the Pharisees. Were they Kadesh? No. 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 But didn't they look it? Yes. Outward appearance. It was an outward appearance. So we have the religious people, the self-righteous people like the Pharisees who have an outward appearance of Kadesh but their heart is far from God. Then you have people who are legalists. Okay? You have people who are legalists. I obey every law and you don't. But it's interesting when I deal with legalists, they always point out the laws they obey and forget the main one. Jesus even has a story where he was confronted with people and he would say, okay, the rich young ruler, he said, I obey my parents, I do what's right. But Jesus said, there was one thing that you need to do. Jesus always going to hit you at the point of your inability to be holy. He said, go sell everything and follow me. See, he knew that his so-called outward holiness, his verbiage, had a limit to it. And when you find that person's limit, that's when they meet Jesus. Because Jesus says, okay, I, 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 I agree with you. You did everything right. But there's one more thing I need you to do. What you, who really is your God, I want you to get rid of it. Because he said, I have no other God beside me. So we're always confronted at our small GODs in our life. And if you say you ain't never had any, you liar and the truth ain't in you. And if you say you're not tempted sometimes to fall back on them, you a liar and the truth ain't in you. 
What I want to do is condition your spirit to the point that when you recognize that you're going to fall back, you are so strong in the word of God that you can resist the temptation to fall back. It's not a crime to be tempted. It's it, the, the, the way you fall off is when you let the temptation on the outside get to your inside and convince you it's okay. And most people that are tempted always look for somebody else that's in the body to help them co-sign on it. And there's stuff that, that the church be trying to be involved in, it ain't no big deal. If your conscience is clear, do it. But don't make your conscience holy. What I, and what I mean by that is, if you know God don't want you to do something and it's clear, you got a choice not to do it. But going to dance in itself is not a bad thing. Okay, I figured everybody hang up on me then. No, 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 I don't mean y'all, but I mean, there's some people out there, well, you don't need to go dance. You don't need to go see the movie. Don't touch. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. I, I can set a thousand rules, but isn't that the problem with the Jews? Yes. They had a thousand and some rules, 600 and some rules that they didn't keep. That's why Jesus called them a hypocrite. You command other people, the Romans talked about it, you command other people to do them and you're not doing them because you're not placed in God. You don't have the heart of God. And God says for us to have the heart of God, we have to understand the cross and what it gave us and what it does is make us a new what? A new creation. And our new creation has a new heart. We don't walk by flesh. We walk by the spirit. What did Philippians say? We don't know no man after the what? But now we walk by the spirit. He said at one time we handled Jesus according to flesh, but no more. Yes. When you become a saint of God, you got new eyes, new ears, new spirit, new mindset. And yes, you're in a war and you're not in a war with other people. You don't war within yourself. You want to pretend like you're in a war with other people. They make me this. I, I, I listen to saints all the time and they make me do that. OK, let me ask you something. If, if Jesus worked that way, we wouldn't have no savior. That's right. Now, I'm not saying you let people run over you. See, I don't, I'm not talking about an extreme. But I'm talking about if they are heathen, why are you expecting them to act different? <laughs> and even if they are saint, that, this big word, put up, put up there them, them hills and valleys, put the word struggle. Uh, <laughs> One of the greatest words that I hear that saints say, what is the testimony is when they say, Pastor, I mean, I'm having an issue and I'm struggling. Do you know that makes you, that tells me that you saved? Because before you wasn't saved, would you have a struggle? No, no, no. Nope, you wouldn't have a struggle at all. You wouldn't have a struggle at all. But now that you saved, there's a struggle and the struggle is real. You're trying to learn what is expected of the new creature and how the new creature responds to the old man. And the Bible tells us, Jesus told us, what did we say? Deny, what else? Crucified, Crucified what? And follow. Well, sometimes denying is just enough. <laughs> you turn your back and you walk away. But sometimes that thing leak in you. <clears throat> and you know it. You got to crucify that thing. You got to turn your will over to his will and you got to follow him to crucify that thing. You got to let that thing be crucified and you might need the saints to come alongside you to help you do that. Not trying to condemn you, 
because we know the Bible tells us that there's no more condemnation for those that are positioned in Christ Jesus, right? So we never condemn people, but we understand the struggle because we're going through it all at the same time. Now, we may be at different points of maturity in our struggle, but we all struggling. That's why Galatians 6 and 1 says, we're free to go Galatians 6 and 1. I'm telling you, it's good to know the Bible because I know where to go. I don't have none of this stuff written down, actually. Galatians, Galatians 6 and 1. Amen. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Okay, that's how we should operate. A spirit of gentleness, but we got to be careful. Go ahead. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Uh-huh. Keep watch on yourself because you may fall into that thing with them. Have you noticed sometimes when people get to preaching, they, they when they preach they sin, they kind of <laughs> magnified. I've watched that several times. While they talk about they sin, it's kind of almost like they're glorifying it. You know, I tell people I'm a sinner. Unless I'm dealing with you one-on-one, -on -one, I don't need to tell you all what I didn't did from the pulpit. I get, again, I get it. I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's just something that I, that I notice. It's like I got to tell you how bad I am before I tell you how good God is. But you need to tell me how bad you are because guess what? I'm just as bad, if not worse. Get to God being good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get to God being good. I don't care what your poison is. Everybody's room got a, got a different poison, and some of us got the same poison. Amen. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Amen. But God has delivered us, or and are delivering us, sanctifying us, making us holy every little day. And it's increments of small increments. Don't try to bite off all the holiness. You can't handle it. Little bit of steps. Little bitty steps. Mm -hmm. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You don't try to chug it down. But that's what we do. And see, that's why I a lot of people run to the altar all the time. Because they're trying to bite it off by the performance of running to the altar and snotting and crying. Being, being conformed to the image of Christ is a thought process of understanding who you are and your shortcomings and what, how good God is to your life. And what you do is when you fall short daily and you begin to get tempted, you go back and look at what? The cross. The same gospel that saved you is the same gospel that will sanctify you. If you don't know nothing but the gospel, that's enough to, to take, take you on your journey. Because you know your, the gospel is counterintuitive to the flesh. The gospel is what destroyed the flesh. So if the gospel is, is the uh, Romans 1, 8, 1 18, go there. I think oh, maybe 1 16. Go ahead. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So we see that the gospel is the power for salvation. Don't you think the gospel is the same power for sanctification? Yes, Because if we're placed in Christ Jesus through the gospel, he's going to use the gospel now to sanctify you. But you have to understand that it's there for you to use. This one makes you fit for service. And we haven't gotten the progressive part. We're still concentrating on positionally. I want to know what you got in Jesus. You have the power. And all you want to do is learn how to present the gospel through your own testimony. 
your testimony to salvation, then you give more test people more testimonies as you've lived your life and tell them how God showed up through the power of the gospel in your life. That's the progressive sanctification. But some of us still in the starting position. You should be, the Bible says you should be further along in this by now. Some of you should be teachers. You don't, okay, this is what I want to say. You don't have to be me to teach. And I don't mean me person, but what you think, like, you know, it's not, it, the, 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 the gift is, it has to be developed. The gift has to be, you can't be lazy with your gift. Whatever your gift is in God, don't be lazy with it. Cultivate it through the scriptures. If you are a prayer, go through the scriptures and look at all the great people who prayed. Look at Hannah and how she prayed. They thought she was drunk. Okay. Look at look at Mary's prayer. Look at Paul's prayer. Look at Jesus' prayer. Okay. Look at Jesus' prayer. So there's plenty of examples to wherever you gifted at. It's in the scriptures, and you what you do is follow that pattern. No, you're not Mary. <laughs> you're not Hannah. You don't need to claim. You need you. you. Quit thinking, quit trying to identify with yourself, with the heroes of the Bible when you were zero. The only hero in the Bible we need to identify with is Jesus. Don't give me the water boy. Give me the God. I don't want to follow the one sitting on the bench. I want to follow the one that run the game. But see, we, I'm David. I'm, you more like Goliath and Herod and the rest of them people. You more like the Moabites. Okay? But God decided to save you. Their rejection became our exception. All right? All right. Where did I tell you to go? God, I went to somewhere else. Never mind. My mind moved fast and then I'm telling you to go. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. Start at uh, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, uh -huh. created in Christ Jesus. We're, oh, 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 I love it. I get so excited. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Start all over again. <laughs> for we are his workmanship, uh -huh. created in Christ Jesus for good works, uh -huh. which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we see in that sentence right there, we are created where? In Christ Jesus. We're positioned in Christ Jesus. We created in Christ Jesus. We read several scriptures that should codify your mind, meaning be solid your mind, Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory. That should be no doubt in your mind. It is not based upon how you feel every day. I don't want you to feel it. I want you to what? Know it. So you can't be shaken. See, if you go by what you did today and what you did yesterday and all that stuff, man, people will shake you with that. Well, you're you not saying no more because you did this. So you're not saying no more because you wouldn't have had a drink. You're not saying no more. Hold on now. Hold on now. Hold on now. Let me get this straight. I'm not saved because you have arbitrarily decided to tell me I'm not saved because it's something that you don't do publicly. Hello. That's it. And you're going to put that burden on me. So now, if I believe you, I got to come to you to ask you what I need to do to get saved. You ain't my savior. You a sinner just like me, saved by grace. You ain't, no, you ain't, no, you ain't nobody special. 
We got to we got to demystify the body of Christ. There's only one head, Jesus. And my job is to always point to Jesus. If I'm not pointing to Jesus and I'm pointing to a man, even myself, I am leading you the wrong way. You don't honor me. God get the glory up in here. I ain't died for you. And, and let me tell you something. You want to learn the Bible? It's there for all of us to learn. You don't have to be, when I was trying to say, you don't have to be a pastor, teacher, preacher. None of them five folds. Man, God gave the Bible for you and me. Amen. The only difference between you and me is I work harder than you at it. That's all. That's it. That's it. I work. Think about an athlete. You look at somebody like Michael Jordan, you'd be like, man, he's so gifted. He's so this, he's so that. He worked, for he worked at that. He used to go in and shoot like a thousand free throws before every game. Nobody in the building but him. It's what we do behind the scenes. What you see now is, is the culmination of what I do behind the scenes. <laughs> we ain't nobody around. Frida would tell you. What kind of table I got at home? One of these. One of these. Where is it sitting? In my chair. And I got cans here, this, that, there, everything I need. If I want to drink a little soda, I got soda, I got whatever I want, coffee, chips, chips whatever I want to do while I'm studying. Okay? And what I'm saying to you is it's just one of those things. If you really want to learn it, and even looking at me, you can learn it better than me if you want to. Don't look at me as like, oh, my pastor. No, I'm saying that's why I teach all this. You can have it too. You just got to go home, look at the, hold on, think about it. Y'all can look at the YouTube video, y'all see this board, and what I really wanted y'all to do is on y'all's, on y'all paper, draw what's on the board and you're on your own way. You, good. Draw this, draw, draw just like that, and draw it. That's good. That's what I want you to do. That's what the board is for. See, I'm always thinking about what's a better way to communicate to you guys. For seven years, y'all, y'all, some of y'all been with me longer than that. Y'all have heard, you're learning, and I told you, you're growing. But I thought about this. Everybody's not an a audio person. They're visual, too. So I want to give you visual plus audio, okay? go Now, we know that before the fall, I'm going to back up a little bit. If you had to pick a, a passage in the New Testament, in the epistles, what describes us before the fall? Let, and just tell me the book it's in, if anybody can know. You get, you get $100 walking truth money. <laughs> And then, then Ephesians. Huh? Ephesians. Yes, Frida. And I expect Frida to get it, so yeah, she better got it. <laughs> All right. So Ephesians chapter what now? Hey. Mother, you should know this. Where where is it at, mother? Well, I, I said I, I said before, before well, not before the fall. Okay. Because of the fall. What were we? And it's in Ephesians. She's right. What chapter? No. Anybody? All right. What'd you say? Ch chapter two. Who said two? Ch Mother Golson, chapter two. Okay, Mother, what verse? No, 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 no. What verse? What verse? Just think about it. Verse one. Okay, Ephesians chapter two, verse one, the way to read it. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, 
the spirit who now worketh in the sons of disobedient, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh. So now we see what when the fall, that's the position we were in. Right? That's the, we all walk according to the prince of the power here, following our flesh, following our passions. So when somebody's unsaved, you already know where to go to find out what they like. You ain't got to guess. You ain't got to be flipping through the Bible. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. And if they're not saved, they can't say we once was. They still are. They still are. So what's the problem with you if you were all upset about them? You, you something wrong with you. If you upset about where we once was and they're not there where we are now, why are you upset when they act the way they do? Because it told you how they act. How we used to be, they still are, so don't get upset. Okay? And then we have a situation. Here we're going to have a transition. Keep reading, Ray. Wait, I'm sorry. Okay. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, mm -hmm. fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others, but God. But God. That's the consecration moment. It don't say the word consecration. It don't say the word separation. But that but God is the cross. That but God is the resurrection. Okay? So, Frida, put uh, uh, Ephesians 2.1 under the, under the cross somewhere around near the cross. That's what that became a reality. The but God. Where, what verse is that? But God. Uh, four. Three, four. Two, okay. Four, two, four. Two, four. Put Ephesians 2 4. So then put on the in the fall, in the fall period, put Ephesians 2 1 and 2, right? So to the way 2 1, 2 and 3? Yes. 2 1 through 3? 2 1 through 3. Okay, that's the fall. That's who we are before the before the cross. And then we get to 2 4. But God, now go ahead, keep reading. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. So made us alive is the part where we see we made us alive. He can only make justified holy people, uh, justified people alive, which he declares. And now we begin the journey of Kadesh, the holiness. Okay? So we see that we position in Christ. And because we position in Christ, we begin the journey. Nobody that's not positioned in Christ can begin the journey. You're not part of the club yet. I don't care what they tell you. I don't care. And hold up. Did I even bring the word up go to church? Because you could go to church just like you could put on the, the air, just like you could fake it, because we have our language that's easily copied. Sometimes I wish our language was Chinese or something. <laughs> but it's easily copied, and, it, and people use it, go up and down, you know, what they, and then the holy, and that ain't, that God ain't impressed with none of that. He looking beyond the words, beyond the face, beyond the clothes, and looking at your heart. And he's saying, first of all, did you believe in me that I saved you? And if you believe that I saved you, are you willing to submit to me and become holy and take the journey of the suffering journey? The suffering journey. Not the safe journey. 
the suffering journey. Because guess what? All those in Christ Jesus will die. But all those in Christ Jesus will not take the sting of death to the point of damnation. Okay? Absent from the body, present with the Lord. None of us in no room know what that's be like. But I guess it's better than being here. Amen. But we ain't trying to rush to get there. God, the reason why God woke you up, you still got some, you still got some Kadesh to be done. You got work to do. And all we're doing is preparing ourselves right now with the positionally to understand positionally you have been qualified to do the work because you in Christ Jesus, right? Because he commanded all of us to do one thing, go out and tell everybody about Jesus. I don't care what your gift is, your gift should lead to the gospel. Curl's blessed hand catering. Somebody comes to her thing and they and, and she can sense that they need the gospel. She uses her great food to say, oh, do you know why it's so great? Let me tell you about Jesus. When you pray, Jackie, you'll give. Uh, Earthy, the way you deal with people. Mother, the way you pray. And on and on in here. You got gifts. The way that everybody got gifts. I'm not going to go to everybody's gift. But everybody got a gift. And your gift should lead you somehow or another. You use your gift to get somebody saved by eventually opening your mouth and talking about the gospel. I am so sick of pastors saying that may be the only Bible that you may see. You better be heard too because you faith come by what? Hearing. And hearing come by what? So faith don't come by seeing because we walk by faith. and not by so don't tell me that they watching what you do. That's to get them. That's the bait. Then you got to hook them with the gospel. And you got to remember if they really, if they unsaid, they're going to try to shake the hook. Just like a fish. But if you hook them good, just reel them on in. Because God going to give you the strength to reel all that fish in. Pull all that fish in on the net. Because he's that good of a God. You just got to do your part. You got to be fit for service. But you got to be in the right position first. That's all. Now, the journey, as we see, God say straight line. That ain't reality. It's hills and valleys. Hills and valleys. Hills and valleys. And God allows us to go through these hills and valleys. Okay? I'm almost done for today. Um, and again, you know, I look forward to having these discussions with you guys. Because um, you guys are far enough along in the word of God where we can have these discussions. Uh, go to Ephesians chapter 2, uh, freedom, verse 10. Did I give you that already? Nope. Did you, you said it already? Okay, go to Philippians 1, 6. And I am sure of this. That he who began a work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So he is sure. So you ain't got to worry. Don't base God working on your feelings. Don't do that, saints. Everybody listen to me out there in the world. Don't base God's work in you on how you feel in the flesh at any given moment. Don't do that. Because what happened, the devil would love for you to get in your feelings. Because if you're in your feelings, you're not in your spirit. You're not in the Holy Spirit. You're not in the Kadesh spirit. You're in your flesh. Don't base God's work on you and complete it based on how you feel at any given moment. Because your feelings are fleshly. 
They change. But the God in you never changes. You, your feelings change. God doesn't change, but he's changing you with his unchangeable hand. He's changing you with his unchangeable word. He said, let my word be true and every man a liar. He said, my word will last forever. The grass and everything will fade, but my word will stand forever. So whatever God is, God is saying about you and, 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 and the stuff we just read, you need to understand fully what you got. And that's what you pursue when we get in Bible study. We want to understand fully the more, even when I, let me tell you something. The, when I told y'all Sunday, the more I know of God, the more my heart for God get bigger. And I want God to put more in. The more I want God to, 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 to sanctify me and show me more of him. Even in these verses, the reason why I can really dig in deep on these verses, because I'm starting to understand, like I told you, I'm putting the pieces together in my mind. How this work? I got to start in the right position. Now, and then next week, we're going to go on to the progressive, what that looked like. We already see that he said he's going to complete it. So we already know we're going to get to what? I'm going to give you a hint on the progressive stuff. Then we're done for the day. Revelation 12 and 10. Read that for reading. Twelve, ten, eleven, and twelve. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down. Who's the accuser of the brethren? Satan. Satan. Satan has been what? So when we get to Jesus Christ returning, we understand that by, in this period of time, he's going to get what? Thrown down. He's going to get thrown down. All right, keep going. Who accuses them day and night before our God. Day and night. And see, this is the thing. Even though God, even though the devil is cast out of heaven, he has to be in heaven to, to get God's ear to accuse us day and night. Right now, the devil is up there accusing each one of y'all day and night. Day and night. Day and night. Look at Sister Ava, who she thinks she is. Look at Sister, look at little Sister Freedom. You see what she's doing, God? You see? She ain't on that straight path. She's going through hills and valleys. And she in the valley more than she in the hills. And see what it, and then, and and see when the devil get in a saint, and I don't mean possessed by a saint, but when the devil when the devil tempts a saint to talk about another saint, that's what they doing. Mm -hmm. They working for the devil because they working in their flesh. And we're not talking about criticism that's that's uplifting because if you're gonna criticize, build them back up. Find give them give them the give them the criticism, but are you gonna give them the answer? Are you going to encourage them out of their situation? Or are you going to come alongside them like 6 and 1 tells us, Galatians 6 and 1 tells us, or are you just going to leave them there condemned? Yep. Knowing daggone well they're not condemned. God said they're not condemned. But you got an agenda. Inside the body, wheat and tear growing up together. Okay? So we on our journey. Keep reading. And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they loved not their lives, even unto death. So they conquered by what? 
The word of the Lord. No, the two things. By what? The word of their testimony and the blood of their lamb. <coughs> so you conquer by your testimony. The blood of the lamb has already been given for you. And all you got to do is live in what you know. But you got to have your own testimony. He can't get a testimony too. And the only way you're going to experience the testimony is be in the right position and start the path of sanctification. The hills and valleys, the trials and tribulations, the CIAs, the circumstances, incidents, and accidents of life. That's how you go through life, up and down, left and right. But you know that you can always get back on course because when you fall off a course, what did he give us to get back on course? Go to uh, Romans chapter uh, 2. I think it's chapter 2. Let me see. Yeah. Go to start start reading at 2-1. And I'm done. Therefore, you have no excuse, O oh man. Every one of you who I'm sorry. Four and one. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? No, you know what? No, go back to two. I don't know what's wrong with my mind. Go back to two. Okay. Two, one. Read that. Therefore, you have no excuse, O man. So you don't have an excuse because you know what position you have. Go ahead. Every one of you who judges. Uh-huh. Every one of you who judges, meaning that you're not judging a righteous judge, and you're judging according to your hypocritical flesh. Go ahead and do the same thing. Go ahead. For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself because you, the judge, do the same thing. Practice the very same thing. Hold on. You just don't do it. You practice it. <laughs> you good at it. You're good at doing it. You do it at condemning other people. And you are good at hiding it. Because you practice. Because practice make perfect. <laughs> Have y'all ever been caught up in something and you really, and you got caught up and you got caught, right? And you really are mad because you got caught. And so you say to yourself, self, I know I'm going to do next time so I ain't going to get caught. <laughs> Amen. I've been there. Okay. So you're figuring out a plot. Figuring out a plot so I can stay doing what I want to do. Yeah. Okay? People do that. <laughs> but see, people don't like real talk inside church. They want that lofty talk. Mm. I'm trying to get y'all to be let God be right where he need to be in your life. Okay? You're going to be fighting that battle all your life. All right? Go ahead. Now watch this. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. So they condemn because they practice such things. Go ahead. Do Ungodliness, you, not Kadesh. Go ahead. Do you suppose, oh man, you who judge those who practice such things and yet do them yourself? Hypocrite. That you will escape the judgment of God? Yes, I do. I'm fooling everybody else and I'm fooling you too, God. <laughs> Go ahead. Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience? Yes, I do. Not knowing that. Well, hold on, but yes, I do. Grace is going to get me through. So I'm going to keep sinning so grace can abound. And God said, God forbid, who those of us who have died to sin, we don't sin any, we don't let the fact that we have grace to continue to sin. Shall we continue in sin that grace should abound? God forbid. We're dead to sin. Sin has no more dominion over me. So when I sin, I'm sinning willfully or ignorantly, and neither one gets a pass. But don't you know a man what? 
not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. So wherever you get you think you're getting away with, please repent. God wants you to repent. So you can have right fellowship. You still saved. Repentance restores right fellowship. Now, the repentance plays a place in the salvation understanding, but repentance actually plays a bigger role to, in your walk and your sanctification. Don't be scared to repent when you know that you've done wrong and live outside of what God expects for those who are being, being saved. And your ability to fess up shows your maturity on your way to the cross. I mean, on your way to glory. It does that. All right? Y'all getting this? Yeah. All hearts and minds are clear for right now, right? All right, let's pray. Oh, Graciously, Father, I just thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. To continue to show us how we're positionally uh, sanctified, oh, Father God, in you. Lord, we're in the ark of safety in Jesus Christ, Lord. Let us magnify that thought and let us begin to chew on that. How we are magnified, how we are saved, how we are being sanctified and on, on going to glory that we will actually be, actually be able to get a testimony about being saved, being sanctified, that we will conquer everything by the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast on the WITRN network. Come join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for Sunday worship. Bible study is held on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are located at 3006 North Lindbergh Boulevard Suite 711, St. Louis, Missouri, 63074. All are welcome and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for listening to the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. If this message has been a blessing to you consider donating on your favorite platform. You can donate by looking in the description box and picking your favorite platform of choice, Venmo, Cash App or PayPal. Continue listening. And your prayers are needed, welcomed and appreciated.